All right. All right. All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Good morning, motherfuckers. I'm David. <laughs> uh-huh. uh. is, that, is that appropriate for the tiny little baby kids podcast? <laughs> no, but, but it is appropriate for my current mood. That's fine. Okay. It's it's like that. Things are like well, I'm surrounded by tiny kittens, so my mood is pretty sweet. Oh, kittens. So today we are looking at the thirty sixth overall episode of Rescue Bots What Lies Below. Uh which is not the Harrison Ford Michelle Pfeiffer ghost movie that was uh, secretly written by Clark Gregg. Really? <laughs> what? Yes. I mean I'm still probably not gonna watch it, but that's cool. I mean, it's not... I mean, his name's in the credits and everything. It's just, uh... It's nothing you tr- traditionally associate with Clark Gregg. Right. It's one of those things like finding out how much Leonard Nimoy directed. Yes. What? Uh, uh, he's, he's the odd here behind uh, Three Men and a Baby. There's something <laughs> I saw the other night, and then I, I don't remember, but it was something along those lines. It was someone unexpected. And I don't think I'm thinking of, uh... Noticing that Jonathan Frakes directed some episodes of The Gifted, uh, the recent X-Men drama series. Uh, good old Two Takes Frakes. Yep. <laughs> ah, so, uh, yes, uh, today th- this uh, this is What Lies Below, written by frequent Rescue Bots writer Brian Holfeld. Uh, most recently, uh, having written Road Trip. Oh, yes. So he, I guess he gets to do all the, like, I I guess there's only a little bit of fun new large toy selling equipment going on here. But there's a little bit of new toy selling equipment going on here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we we have a couple of exciting guest stars in this episode, which first aired April 26, 2014. And we begin with... uh, Was that, uh... I'm I'm bad at my time. That was before The Force Awakens, right? Yes. Okay. I thought so. Uh, the year before, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, we, we open with uh, with Danny and her frequent crush and frequent rescue-y uh, Taylor. They're having a picnic. Uh, now it's uh, time to pick on Danny's cooking some more. Yes. Oh. Uh, as, as Blades and, uh, Cody are helping out, and Blades wonders that if, 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 if Danny likes Taylor, why does she make him eat her potato salad? <laughs> uh, to other. which, uh, Cody replies that that's actually her meatloaf. Which, which is a hor- which is horrifying. Yeah, oh. that's, uh, that's my, my brain was good. like going, it's like, how can you screw up, uh, potato salad, but then again, people put way too much vinegar in it, which I don't know why. Or if you put raisins in it. Or if you use Miracle Whip. Wait, what do I use? No, I don't use miracle. This is where I say I actually I do not like potato salad. I generally don't. I don't like most people's potato salad because I make it really weird. I make basically potato macaroni tuna salad all together with very little mayo. I, I just don't like cold potatoes. Yeah, uh, I can get that. Yeah, I it, you know salad, if I'm, which is why I put all the other stuff in it so it has flavor. <laughs> if the mood strikes me, I could have some if it was in front of me, but I would absolutely not like pay money for some. Oh, no, I just make it myself. 
it it this this does remind me of a gag from the mid nineties Kelsey Grammer submarine comedy uh, Down Periscope. Oh no! In which they're they're retrofitting a uh, like a a Korean War era submarine for use in a war game, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the. Uh, one of the officers is berating the cook over the, the quality of the ingredients in the kitchen that have been there for, you know, 40 years. And, uh, you know, he's, this guy's got a can. He says, oh, I, don't, I don't see the problem. This is a perfectly good, uh, de- this is perfectly good creamed corn. I got oh, reason. No. Like, What's well, deviled ham? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah I was... I've had, oh, I threw out a few things recently that I found. Oh, what, what, 2018? What the hell? That's gone. It's just making me think that I was thinking the other day is, you know, I see people complaining about white people and I'm like, yeah, white people need to stop doing that stuff. People criticize white people food and I'm like, yeah, I like mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Y'all and what else am I going to put on a fine. turkey sandwich? Yeah. Oh, no. Tuna salad. No, no, no. Turkey, no, turkey sandwich. Turkey, you have uh, Swiss cheese, a little bit of mustard, and... uh some kind of salami on top, preferably with pepper or something in it. Listen, that works maybe if you're using a dark meat. White meat, too dry. You need some mayo. No, it's turkey. Turkey's fine. Mayo, I don't need it that wet. Plus, And you need a pickle. Uh, yeah. Pretzel, pretzel roll. Oh, I'm getting hungry. I need a snack. Super anyway, this is it. Well, uh, Danny and Taylor aren't getting anything to eat either, because pretty soon this date is interrupted by a flying robot eyeball of death. Well, again, we can't start the episode until there's some kind of peril, so yes. something so has is, to happen. This is a robot eyeball that's just lasering holes in things at random, and thankfully no people. It does appear to be on a mission, though, but yes. yeah, just fortunately not attacking people, only attacking, like... Cars. What goes through a car while someone's driving it? It goes through the back door, though. So it goes through, like, the rear part of the car. So it's okay. It's safe. It's not hurting anyone. It it does not go through anybody's torso, which is where this was going. (laughs) (laughs) My torso. My precious torso. What is it you're lasering through? Is it my torso? (laughs) It is. My precious torso. But uh, no, they eventually chase it down to the waterfront, where they find its owner, uh, Woodrow Burns, the uh, the black sheep of the Burns family, voiced by your favorite and mine, Mark Hamill. Yay! Oh no, the Joker's here! He kind of really is doing a Joker voice. It's a little bit of a Joker voice. Maybe, it's, it's, like, not intentionally, just, like, to yeah. the degree that that's just... It's not laughing clown, clown prince of crime, Joker. It, it's just a little bit left of his normal speaking voice. It, it's like a very mellow Joker. The reason yeah. it made me think of of the Force Awakens is that it, it he's got a very like crazy old Luke Skywalker vibe. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he has what I call big wacky bachelor uncle energy. Yes. Yeah. He, he's. This is very much like. 
an episode of a sitcom where the wacky uncle shows up. Also, at this point, was when I realized uh, his little flying robot thing. It's like white with blue, and it's yes, it's very R two D two looking. It just doesn't beep at him. If it had beeped at him, that might have been copyright infringement. <laughs> well, especially because we're a year out from Force Awakens, I don't think we'd seen the trailer with uh, BB-8 yet. Oh, oh no. What? When did we see the trailer for right. the I, th- I mean, this was this came out in April of 2014. We didn't see that trailer until, like, early 2015, maybe late 2014. No, but didn't the they show him off destroyed. any early stuff? Oh, I, I don't know if previews. it was even that early. I don't remember. But I remember I, I, they, they showed off practical effects in the Millennium Falcon early. Mm. Or close-up of the Millennium Falcon. You just saw the underside. But, oh, wait. But I, I have to hope that there is a future episode that is basically just Uncle Buck, but with uh, Woodrow Burns. <laughs> <laughs> giant pancake flipping, yes. Making giant pan- pancakes, driving around in a crummy car. Yes. Uh, possibly mm. getting hit on by Lori Metcalf. Maybe. Hmm. But no, and he, yeah, they clearly present him in contrast to the very, you know, buttoned-down, extremely responsible uh, Charlie Burns. Yes. Well, yeah, well, but to make him Woodrow look bad compared to the cop, they have to make him believe in ancient aliens? Ancient aliens. (laughs) Aliens. Yeah, he is, is, as he's later described in the episode, he's an archaeologist, sort of. And an inventor sometimes. Oh, uh, I thought they said adventurer sometimes. Oh. It could be I inventor. I thought they said inventor. But, but then coming from this island, I think everyone minors in inventing. Yes. I mean, well, I mean he does he have that those robot. robots. So maybe, I, maybe I'm yeah. the one who mis, misheard it. But, but yeah, he's... Man, I aspire to be him. He's my new character I aspire to be. <laughs> really? He, he, he needs a shave, probably a haircut. After Mister needs well, an adult <laughs> from robots in disguise. Well, yes. He, his shirt is a little untucked. Mm-hmm. But it's untucked in such a weird way that, like, he's pulled out part of the shirt, not the the tail of the front of the shirt. It's it's very weird. Hey, I got to go back to flea markets, and I did not buy a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, th- he would he would get along with you uh, get al- along with. Uh, I've totally forgotten his name I'm already. Totally blanking on his name, <laughs> Denny. Denny, he would get along with Denny spectacularly. Yes, I was actually having a brief moment of uh, trying to remember if if uh, Denny was the adult or the child, and Russell was the adult. Uh, which of Denny and Russell were the adult, and which was that the child? But Denny is the adult. D- Denny's name sounds more like a kid's name, which which is, is his personality. But <laughs> yes, Denny's name is like Denny's, the restaurant, which is absolutely a place that Denny probably eats a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he is a architect of, or he is an archaeologist of dubious uh, provenance, <laughs> who yes. indeed believes that Earth's history has been shaped by ancient aliens. Though I will, I will note uh, for a brief moment that little flying robot was staring down. Uh, I believe it was Danny and Cody, and that was when we had our break for mortal peril, so that we could start the episode. Yes before the uncle showed up and was Mark Hamlet, everybody, and things were safe. 
and no one was about to get killed by a laser robot. Yes, he's got the dad jokes. Um, he wonders if... He does. Apparently they haven't heard from him a while, largely because he seems to have forgotten to write them, even though he's pretty sure he sent them (laughs) postcards, and also some scorpions from Ecuador. I was waiting for some... Maybe we'll get it next episode. I was waiting for some sort of confirmation that actually uh, Chief Burns had confiscated those. (laughs) 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 Given that that would have been a good punchline. I mean, maybe not at their current age, but like when they were like Cody's age, Mm. I could totally see like Uncle sending them a box of scorpions and him being like, nope, we'll give these to the zoo. Yeah. I would say, though, at their current age, like, don't intercept the mail of your adult children. That's (laughs) kind of out of bounds. But yes, he he sees Cody and he's like, you've grown a foot. Now you'll need three socks. Like, oh my god, dad jokes. Because you've grown a foot. Oh, okay. <laughs> that joke was just so what that I I didn't even think it out. Oh, it was so dad that it just went right right over your head. But no, I was there. I was there waiting for it. Yeah, it was good. Oof. Who wrote this one? That that joke hurts me now. <laughs> so so he's very interested in the robots. Although of course he he doesn't know they're anything more than. Earth-built robots, and he drives Chase home badly. Yes, he says he says something about aliens, and there's just this awkward silence, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "We're on Earth. Did you get these guys with the robots?" It's like, "Not on Earth." I mean, they don't say that, but that's what they're thinking. So yeah, so yeah, he goes over for dinner. They, you know, there's some there's some resentment between. Mostly for the chief towards him because he is such a flake. Aww. Oh yeah, and the robots are discussing how siblings relate to each other, which seems really weird since they hang out with a family of siblings to begin with. And also, they claim that Cybertronians do not have siblings, even though that is not don't, true. Don't yeah, tell well, that to sideswipe. But okay, in other continuities of Transformers, but tell that to Dreadwing specifically oh, right. in this continuity. Yes. Forgot about the, yeah, the brothers. Yeah, that, yeah. His um, whole thing was uh, you know I am in a Go Montoya. You killed my brother. Prepared to die. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. remember incident if that had happened in this, and I completely forgot those two Jet Boys. Mm. Yep, I, I stopped for a moment, and I was like, "Do we have any established?" you know, explicit established siblings in specifically the aligned continuity. Yes, we do. Yes. We have Dreadwing and Skyquake. Well, if we're expanding to all the War for Cybertron stuff, which is sort of wibbly-wobbly of the same continuity, yes, there's even more, but... Yes. Well, yeah. But directly from Prime, yeah, I, I, I forgot about Dreadwind and crap. Sky. I don't know. Skyquake. Maybe that. Maybe it's rare. Maybe it's actually just a euphemism. Yes. Mm. Gay. <laughs> well, it'd be weird if they were into each other, but also totally identical, except for their color schemes. Well, that just is kind of narcissistic. Wait, it's like Liberace. So, yeah, <laughs> some people's relationships go that way, and it's kind of weird, but, you know. Yes, it I, I made him get plastic surgery to make him look more like me. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're around the dinner. They get home. They're around the dinner table. 
Chief Burns is being kind of like, some of us have to, like, cook and do responsible things. He is like, I don't know, like, me and my sister had beef when we were younger, but we get along now. And I'm like, you are old enough that y'all should have sorted this out. (laughs) Yeah, it does seem like they... Chief is so no brother no I I don't want you here after he's already said he hasn't been there for years and they're grown adults with gray hair like he's, either you don't have anything to do with each other at all or you're on okay terms what the fuck he's acting like Woodrow owes him money at this point it's I like, mean he probably does owe him money true. he he probably does. But yeah, I, I like around the dinner table. He's like, you kids probably don't even believe in aliens, do you? And again, they're like, oh yeah, that's silly. Uh, mumbled weird comments. Is, uh, well, we yeah, but okay, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Kind of, sort of, but but no. Except for Cade, <laughs> who's like, nope. Nope, that's ridiculous. <laughs> aliens are ridiculous. Pass the potatoes. Oh. And speaking Kate of ridiculous aliens, uh, our own ridiculous aliens are in the basement talking about this. And, you yes. know, Boulder can't understand why anybody would want to, you know, why any human would want to look for aliens when there's so many amazing things on Earth. Aww, he's good. He's a good and, boy. And then Chase is just traumatized because uh, Woodrow drove him over the speed limit. <laughs> Against his will. Yeah. Nothing. He was powerless to stop it. <laughs> I mean, I guess Chief could have, like, said something about how he's got, like, a speed limiter, but that actually seems like a very bad idea for a cop car. By which I mean, actually a good idea for a real-life cop car. But in this mm. sense, when the cop is actually just a very friendly alien robot, then, you know, yes. sometimes you gotta chase down that one guy who speeds. It's in his name rounds. and everything. Yeah. I'm disappointed Chief didn't at least yell at him for turning the lights on. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So it turns out that uh, Woodrow is here on business because he has, uh, his weird floating ro- eyeball robots have discovered the hollow earth beneath <gasps> Griffin Rock. Kind of sort of. He dun, says he dun, sent dun. out sent out sixty. Five of them haven't come back mysteriously, but the one of them that did find anything is very grainy green photographs under Griffin Rock. Yes, it's taken yes. photographs that he believes are communications equipment that the chief thinks are rocks and uh, alien signals that he's pretty sure is dripping water. It's clearly dripping water and a bunch of weird shadows that he's sure are aliens. <laughs> Ancient aliens. Definitely aliens. Ancient aliens. I don't think he actually calls them ancient aliens, but, you know, no, it's that. But well, I think at some point he does say something about, like, lost or ancient civilizations. Yeah. Like, he talks about Stonehenge. So at yeah. least he's not being racist here. He's like, hey, even white people, they uh, they also made alien artifacts. No, that wasn't aliens. It was elves. <laughs> or, it was, no, I, I think we all know it was actually the Vok. Yes. I mean, Stonehenge specifically, yes. Or or and, uh, they were actually just sentient rocks hopping around that eventually died in place. Well, you mean, uh, <laughs> you mean that, that's, uh, that's got to be part of the backstory of uh, the Rock Lords from GoBots, right? Yes, probably. Oh, that would make sense. I was just referencing a Doctor Who episode. Oh. Well, and you, not I mean, you Rock can't, Lords. 
You can't yeah. see it because this is an audio-only podcast, but I'm making the History Channel aliens guy gesture this whole time. <laughs> well, yeah. He never That's actually says ancient and aliens together, though, is the point. Oh. He's talking about unfortunately, ancient times. Because, aliens, uh, unfortunately, because my barber's still closed here, I also have that haircut. <laughs> yes. You're a... Oh, fuck. I forget what the race is. I remember Londo Malari's name. I can't remember the alien species. Yeah, the... Uh... Babylon 5. Yes. Guys. Crap, I haven't seen Babylon 5 in so long. And I kind of want to go back. I but mostly I remember seen it in wow, like that a CG month or two. was kind of bad at the time. You know, yes. like a couple months ago, it was on Comet and there was an episode and it was written by like Neil Gaiman and there was hmm. a special guest appearance by Penn and Teller. And I was like, <laughs> this is the most late 90s thing I have seen in wow. my entire life. My God. Okay, if we it ever was... get bored with this podcast, we can always do Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> the Babylon 5 podcast. Larry Dottilio. There's probably five or six different people that have already done that. I mean, clearly you would have to call it babbling on about Babylon 5. Shit, I have to Google that. Has somebody done that? (laughs) (laughs) Look it up. So, uh, but hey, you know, so all Woodrow wants to do is he wants to borrow the town's defunct drill tank and uh, drill into the hollow earth. I will say, when they get down to it, it does seem to be an acceptable drilling vehicle, by which I mean that the the drill part of it is larger than the body of it, which is really just like a small tractor. Yes, they've kind of thought it out. Yes. Wow! Good job! Yes, good job. Spoilers, we'd have to come up with a more creative title. (laughs) Ah. Not surprisingly. (laughs) <laughs> no, like that episode of Victory, Transformers Victory, where they get the drill and the drill just shoots a laser, and I'm like, none of this is how drills work. I mean, this one at least it has a spinning <laughs> thing, but it, it's just stuck on a tractor. It looks kind of ridiculous. It is laser. It it has like laser lasers coming yes. out of the front of it to uh, to break the rock versus being like a large physical drill, which actually. That's probably actually uh feasible in a way. For, yeah, logistically a lot better because that's a lot less weight yeah. pulling down the front of it. So it's actually balanced properly and not just weighed down, you know, if it's just on this small tractor, it's not super weighed down by this big thing. Anyway, I'm overthinking it. Mm. Did did we lose Rob? I hear static. Nope, nope, I'm right here. I okay, just didn't have anything to say about uh, victory. And suddenly there was a lot of study. Anyway, no, it's but like victory. the least impressive drill tank thing I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot okay. of them thanks to Tokusatsu and various <laughs> anime. Thank you, Transformers. Granted, most of them are ridiculous and impractical. Like, I love the one in Gal Gygar, which is two giant legs stuck together, and the kneecaps are drills, and they're tiny. So it would never actually work, but it looks cool. Of the two feasible ones that I have encountered in fiction so far, this is definitely the one you were would be more likely to actually encounter versus the Fire Nation's massive drill vehicle. Oh. Well, the Fire Nation's Avatar. one is, is basically like an actual boring machine, just bigger. Well, some of the boring yes. machines are really big, but the, that, that sucker was big enough to have a battle on top of it and not fall over easily. Yes. 
So anyway, yeah, the, so yeah, it has the, the my chief mark, of, is, mark of approval. <laughs> Yeah, the, the chief is all, no, you absolutely cannot use the town's drill tank for your, you know, crazy tomfoolery. And also, you still owe me, like, 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for, like, something that didn't pan out. Whatever he owes him money for, it was definitely money that was wasted. Oh, absolutely. However, a heat wave and the chief have noted something that uh, that he did find uh, with his r- robot eyeballs, and they pass this on to our second special guest, Optimus Prime, voiced <gasps> once again by Peter Cullen. Yay! Yay! Oh, this must be a big, important mid-season episode, because oh, yes. we get Optimus Prime showing up. I guess we are near mid-season, because two big guest stars. Yeah. Yes. So it one, is... Uh... One more physically large than the other. <laughs> this show kind of does have more guest stars than Prime did. Kind of does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, has it had more than... Um... Well, no, because, I mean, Robots in Skies mm. has one almost every episode, because there's always a guest villain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Prime yeah, didn't really even... have a lot of, like, guest cast. I mean, they had no. a good cast, but I feel like they put their extra money into the animation, rather yes. than into mm. hiring, like, Tim Curry. Yes. <laughs> oh, Tim Curry robot. Something we've never had and probably never will. Uh, Holy crap, less. there's like at least a dozen Babylon 5 podcasts. <laughs> okay, that, that idea is scrapped. Not surprised. I mean, I'm sure there have been guys who've been dying to do a Babylon 5 podcast since the podcast was invented. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's probably like the second podcast ever made. <laughs> I would say the first was Game of Thrones, but I think po- I'm pretty sure podcasts actually predate Game of Thrones. Oh no, podca- so. podcasts are unless it was talking about the Ga- Game of Thrones books. Podcasts at least consistent. Like I, I have one comic book one that I sort of listen to regularly that has been going for 15 years. Yeah, so still they were like one of the first. There were a lot of Game of Thrones TV show podcasts. Yeah, once Game of Thrones started, but but that was. Shit, how long ago did that start? Too long. I'm old now. I'm dying. Oh, yeah. Gonna wither up and blow away. Anyway. We will all die one day, but not yet. Anyway, Hollow Earth. Yeah, so the stuff down there is indeed Energon. So Optimus Prime is coming, and, you know, the the Autobots need a consistent source of Energon. And so I'm I'm coming to pick some up. In his new Ultra Magnus trailer. That's right. Yeah. Available in toy stores now, kids. Yep. I'm that's assuming. a very to-sell toys thing to have. They had to get hmm. Optimus Prime to come by because he had a new big toy, and it was absolutely <laughs> worth paying Peter Cullen to uh, to come do an episode or that's two right. just to promote this new toy. Well, I mean, I certainly appreciate when they do this as opposed to uh, Peter Cullen's non-union Canadian equivalent. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they, uh, Woodrow is, uh, you know, the next morning he's gone, you know, as, as the chief says, probably off on some cockamamie adventure again. <laughs> I want, so, I aspire uh, to someday have someone say that of me. <laughs> so Cody and Boulder go down to, you know, see what's up. Obviously they, they figure he's probably get that drill tank, and indeed, he has hot-wired this drill tank. Yep. 
Uh, Cody job. gets in and tells him, you know, you can't take this drill tank, but it's too late because he's accidentally turned on the autopilot and it just zooms through these, uh, it just starts tunneling faster than it's, Boulder can follow. It's trucking, man. I think he <laughs> says oh, yes. it's going 70 miles an hour at a 45 degree angle. It is, it is going. And it, it, it doesn't actually have a physical drill. It's got like a, like a Death Star laser cone. Yes. And then it's got a disc oh, that spins and clears away the debris. It's, I mean, it, I'm sure it could not actually work, but it looks like it could kind of work. It seems like maybe oh, it could. Oh, I didn't even put together the Death Star gag. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I just thought yeah. that maybe that was just part of the, you know, artist's designing a drill tank that could actually possibly function. Uh, <laughs> like I said, because then you didn't have all the extra weight of the drill on the front pulling the entire thing down. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the, it's the a Death Star laser. <laughs> That's great. That's even better. No, it's not better than the tiny R2 orbs. I like the tiny R2 orbs a lot. Well, if the next time we see him, there's a golden robot. Oh, no. <laughs> Just one of the rescue bots gets covered in gold. Um, I mean, Blades is very Blades. C-3PO. Yes. Yes. Right. It's Blades. And, of course, Woodrow is very distraught because, you know, nobody knows that we're down there. And who's going to tell everybody? Your robot? Wink. Yeah. Those robots can't tell people things. <laughs> so, yes. Soon enough, they are indeed... En route in Optimus Prime's big Ultra Magnus trailer, which has yes. rocket boosters. Yes, because they mention like how you know you're we can't go that fast. How if we get loaded up on your trailer? How are we going to catch up to them? And he says, "There's more to this transport than meets the eye." Oh, and I he was said like, it. He oh, said it. Optimus, why? Oh yeah, there was there was after I think it was Danny was talking about how he's got a new caboose. Oh yeah, yes. well, since when does Optimus Prime have a trailer? <laughs> Never seen Optimus Prime with a trailer. Like she says caboose. It was yes. caboose because because immediately after that, we, there's a shot of Optimus's back, and it's like that robot has no ass. <laughs> He's just nope. flat. But, yeah, it's got rockets. And, indeed, I'm looking on his toys page, and he does have... Uh, there is a toy of this that can uh, hold up to four rescue bot vehicles or be reassembled into a wing pack for Optimus. Yeah. Oh. And, presumably, it has rockets on it. Yeah. Because that is definitely a a bullet point that was included in the directions to the writer for including this toy. Uh so yeah, there's a point where they have to rocket across a chasm. Oh yeah, sometimes crazy works. Yes. <laughs> they don't quite say that, but they get real close. Yeah, it's uh, hey, is he crazy? Hey, he's Optimus Prime. Relax. He's got it figured out. Because the the humans have now accompanied them as well. Because this this Energon expedition has now become a rescue mission. Yes. Lots of just big, dramatic Transformers Prime Optimus. Proclamations going on here. They're actual bots going on a rescue mission. That <laughs> doesn't quite happen every episode, but it happens every opening. Yeah. So yeah, they they do eventually get to the cavern that he photographed. Uh, they get out of the, uh, the the drill tank, which is swiftly buried in rock. 
Well, yeah, because you then, can't go back out that way. That would be too easy. Yeah. Yes. And then they, they explore and they find that it those rock those alien uh, structures were just rocks. Aw, he's sad. Woodrow is so disappointed by this, too. And, of course, it gets even worse when it turns out that this cavern is also filled with giant cave spiders. Well, yeah, you, you, you got to like have it. a Where are they coming from? I mean, the arachnophobia. wall. Oh, yeah, the, the noises they make at first, it's like, oh, they're going to be attacked by bats. No, it's not squeaking bats. It's squeaking giant albino spiders. Why the are they so big? Well, I thought we were going Jules Verne here, and they were going to be pterodactyls. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been cool. Oh, the Mayhar, is that what they were called? Would it would have been a regular dactyl nightmare. Why yeah. are they so big and spidery? I don't like oh, yes, them. They're huge cave spiders, presumably trying to eat them. Uh, luckily, the uh, the the rest of the uh, rescue bots get there. Uh, there's a fight. They although at no point are any of these. Uh, Giant spiders actually, like, crushed or, or squished or blasted or anything. Yeah, yeah there's no goopiness, which, uh, I guess it's for little kids. It's like, spiders yeah. are scary, but don't kill them. Yeah. Yes. They chase them off, but they do not actually commit acts of severe violence against them. Mm-hmm. They just punch them around. They, 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 they really just uh, shuffle them back to the hole that they came from, and then they plug the hole up. Yes, Chase him back to the hole, and then Heatwave grabs a stalactite or a stalagmite, whichever. I know, there's a mnemonic, I don't remember it. And he plugs it into the hole. Well, I don't remember where he pulls it off. That too, kind of sticking whether sideways, it was from maybe. the ground or from the ceiling. The stalactites come from the ceiling, the stalagmites come from the ground, because G's for ground. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, they're tight and they're up, yeah. But the point and is, so, he breaks one off, he shoves it into the opening, that's it. Yes, and Woodrow is very sad because, you know, I've endangered your whole family, and also, you know, aliens don't exist. I didn't discover anything down here but a bunch of rocks, but, you know, you, you discover giant spiders, that's something. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know that these were previously documented giant cave spiders. Yes, a whole new species you can name after yourself. Yeah. yeah. Take up a but new field. But, you know, the chief, you know, feels badly for his goofball brother, and he's all, uh, what do you know? I mean, what if I told you that there really were aliens? And I like also. That, that he gets, he like, looks to Optimus, and Optimus is like, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta Just get, I mean, nods. there is people, you, you gotta get approval from him before you blow up his spot. Yes. Mm. Or you blow their cover. That's right. But no, he and he is very pleased to find out that aliens are indeed real, and that his brother pals around with them. Yes, even if he's been hiding them. And then he gets a noogie. Yes. <laughs> and there's a, a comment about like he says something to Optimus Prime about if you if you guys have been hiding artifacts through the ages, and I'm like so many artifacts. Oh, and so not, hey, Optimus you, you, gives a non-committal. Well, that's a story for a different day. Yeah, that's a have story you, for our other the, series. Uh, have you seen the second season of Transformers Prime? Yes. Oh God, so many artifacts just all over the place. It's Listen, just... we just left our crap all over here. It's like it's like a regular Transformers antique store around here. 
<laughs> well, you see, we had this spaceship, garbage spaceship named Duradus, and it kind of sprung a leak all over your planet. All over. And then, listen, in a couple of years, we're just going to have, like, a bunch of, uh, you know, super villains that we just yeah. dumped all over your, your, your planet. <laughs> it's going to suck bad. Not not great. And also, uh, what do we call them? Cyber Knights at one point? Yes, and and Optimus is like, no. Which, was that ever a, sub, a toy subline? I don't think so. There's Cyberverse, and I know that there was, mm. there was Silver Knight Optimus Prime. I don't think there's a Cyber Knight. No. Well, Knight, Knights of Cybertron have been a thing in fiction. Yes. But no, I don't think that has been a toy. I don't know. Feels like it should at some point. Maybe someday. Yeah. So, so they start mining, and it, you know, it seems like the episode's about to end, but then, like, this crazy John Carpenter music starts playing. Yeah, and then the floor opens up, and seismic things. Uh, I, I think they're about to get attacked by Christine. No! What's that car doing underground? <laughs> and yeah, so Optimus and Heatwave get plunged into this giant tunnel. And uh, everything caves in, and then that's the end of the episode. It's a to-be-continued. That's what? it. It's over. End of the series. It's all done. Rocks fall, everybody dies. Yes. So yeah, it, it is a fun episode. I aspire to having uh, Woodrow's uh, big, wacky bachelor uncle energy. Yes, <laughs> well, he's yeah. great. I like him. I like him a lot. He's amazing. There were giant spiders for some reason. I didn't like the giant spiders. Yeah, the spiders are a little odd. Yeah, that was fun. I'm, mm. I'm waiting I'm looking forward to, to the see... exciting conclusion. Yes, the exciting... Mm. See where that this pans out. Mm. I'm still hoping for uh, more of the Hollow Earth. There was actually a drilling vehicle that seemed feasible, and it didn't make Wait. me mad. How many series has Mark Hamill been in where there's a giant drill of some kind? Wait, what else? Well, there's no giant drill in Star Wars. Well, Avatar. I'll take yeah. your word for it. I've never seen it. it well, he, he's uh, he's the big bad at the end of the, the first series of Avatar. The last airplane. Okay, I, don't, I, I don't know if there are any giant drills in Batman the Animated Series offhand. I would think there would be. I mean, there was, one, there's so many episodes. I mean, it seems like a show that would have a giant drill, but nothing's coming to mind. Seems like there I would mean, be a villain with a, a drill. There should be a giant drill in there somewhere, but I don't think it would have been a Joker episode. Oh, that's true. That's not his thing. Unless it was like a multi-villain episode. But it had to have happened somewhere. So, anyway, yeah. yeah, fun episode. Yeah, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Uh, wait, where were we? No notes. Okay. This week on Gosei Sentai Die Ranger! Ah, the Vengeful Goddess! <laughs> ah, the Vengeful Goddess. Yes, uh... Kujaku, the peacock Buddha who was awakened by breaking the mirror monster last episode after she'd been trapped in there for 6,000 years is out and making friends with herons and turkeys and other birds and zoo friends. Okay? Just wandering an idyllic park like she's a Snow White hanging out with a Green Ranger having flashbacks and 
telling her backstory of how she had a rivalry with the um one lady on the bad guy's side. You know, normal stuff. Normal stuff. And it, it, but but she's she wants to go back. No, I have to kick her ass because she locked me in the mirror six thousand years ago, and I'm really grumpy about it, and I want revenge. It's like okay, so that's pretty ah, much the episode. After six thousand years, I'm free. Time I to conquer think- Earth. I still think this is Lapis Lazuli from Steven Universe, who got stuck in a mirror. Well, well maybe was I was really I salty I, about it for a long time. I haven't seen enough Steven. Steven Universe is one of those shows I want to get back to because I never saw all of it. I just saw chunks, mm-hmm. but I, have, I still haven't gotten around to starting from the beginning. But maybe something. Anyway, it's a cherry blossom festival! Hooray! Because it's spring, and there's a cherry blossom viscount monster of the week. Who has the head of a cherry tree in bloom, and, and the, the smell of his cherry blossoms like drives people mad, and they start fighting each other. That's the episode. The Rangers have to deal with that while while Kujaku is fighting uh, Gara, the bad lady, and and Peacock versus Cenobite, Rangers versus Tree, and, and Monkey she versus throws- Robot. <laughs> Well, there is a giant robot fight at the end, which is really short because the giant robot, once it's formed of all the parts, pulls out a giant flaming sword and just slices monsters in half, and that's the end with one attack. That's boring. More Red Dragon Thunder Zord. Presumably, the the monsters will get stronger or something, so it's not one swipe death of giant monster, because it it feels like they're rushing that part, which does kind of make sense with how the show's been going. It's taken a while to get to the giant robots, because it doesn't want to do the giant robots, which is weird. But, eh, it's an okay episode. It's just confusing. being a giant robot show. Yeah, it's just confusing. Well, I don't understand what a peacock Buddha is to begin with, but Kujako just sort of vanishes at the end of the episode. Like, I guess... I, I'm not, I, I may not have been paying attention to her fight with the bad lady, but she just... Okay, the, the monster fight ends with the giant monster. It's like, wait, where'd their friend with the peacock hair go? What? Whatever. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be picked up next episode or at some point. But yeah, it, it, it's just... A, it, it's, it's set into the formula of episodes at this point. With a peacock Buddha. I feel like that's something I should look up, but I'm more entertained by the fact it's like, what? Peacock Buddha. Yeah, you know. Is that Peacock Buddha? The Peacock, peacock kind. Buddha. Anyway. All right. So, yeah, that now brings us to the end of the episode. We'll be back next week with the exciting conclusion to this episode. And I am of course, excited. We, uh, we, until then, we are all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have Patreon set up to help us with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, this month, uh, for the exciting premiere of Loki, we have decided to do something once again, just a little adjacent to the big exciting cultural zeitgeist. Uh, And we are going to watch the animated movie Thor Tales of Asgard, uh, which brings a very X-Men evolution energy to to Thor. Yes. So adorable Moppet Thor and Loki, uh, one of my pet peeves in retelling of Norse mythology, uh, lots of fun. Basically, it's like a big Dungeons and Dragons adventure. 
<laughs> oh, is, is there going to be a dance club scene? And, and is there going to be, like, early aughts fashion? There's going to be a Sadly, tavern no. scene, oh, which I guess God. is kind of like a dance club. There's going to be a drow the- for no reason. Ooh, yeah, they, they have not reinvented um, the Enchantress as, like, a mall goth. No, that would be oh. that would be pretty funny, though. They kind of don't have to, because, um, oh, what's the... The one, the character who basically is that. That was an interesting rogue, though. Yeah. You mean Loki, the character who is a Molga? No, no, <laughs> one of the 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 kids. Oh, I think she's a new Avenger now. Why am I blanking on her name? Probably because I haven't read a book with her in a while. Aww. She can only say a magic spell once and then can never use it again. Oh, oh uh, Nico. Nico Minoru from Runaways. There we go. Oh, that's yes. why she has a normal name. She doesn't have a code name. That's why oh, she briefly went by Sister Grim, which was oh, not a great name. Not really. Yeah, their their code names when they had them were not great. I mean, it, it's on the like brother voodoo vibe, but it, it just kind of doesn't work. Well, yeah. thankfully, he's now Doctor Voodoo. Oh, oh, so oh, he yeah, because he was Sorcerer Supreme for a so while. I mean, he always had degree. the doctorate. But, you know, oh, he okay. always had a doctor. He just didn't call himself that? Why did yes. he? Well, doctor because, Voodoo. Well, because unlike, you know, uh, Dr. Doom and uh, Dr. Octopus, I'm a, he's, he's actually securing himself enough that he didn't have to go around calling himself <laughs> I mean, Doctor. Yeah, that, that, that I mean, Reed Richards doesn't call himself Dr. Fantastic. Not usually. Maybe in the metaphysical community... Uh, brother is actually like a ranking that would put you above a doctor. I mean, unfortunately, it's oh. larger because he's from the seventies and he was he was a black guy. <laughs> well, yeah. Ah, yes. uh, that 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 is better and worse. Oh, I, I did look up the peacock Buddha. Apparently, she's the queen of sci- ah, queen of the secret sciences, among mm-hmm. other things. Which sounds kind of interesting. Uh, that, that sounds like the villain in a Jonathan Hickman book. Yeah. 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 Oh, she has something to do with the journey to the West? Neat. <laughs> I should read some translation of that so I'm not just always trying to map characters from it to Dragon Ball characters. Yeah. Well, the problem is it, it, it's like a hundred short stories glued together or something. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of repetitive, except for the the like five main characters. Oh, I got a handful uh, of kitten guys. I can't yay. end the episode. I've got a handful of kitten. <gasps> Change their names to the Monkey King characters. He's just Although in admittedly, my... that means there's a cat named Pigsy, and that's kind of demeaning. Maybe the next, uh, maybe the next litter of Fosters I have. Hi, hi, Strudel. All right. So until so that does it for this week. We'll be back next week when we find out what rises above. But until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Goodbye, motherfuckers. Oh my god, he's crying so good. Stay positive. <laughs>